Did your marketing hit a slump during the pandemic? Have you been sitting on your laurels waiting to restart? Well, join me today with Tracy Southers Parker as she talks about how she creates kick butt marketing plans for 2021. everyone welcome to the show good morning good afternoon good evening depending on where you're tuning in from my name is fanny dunnigan and every two weeks i come to you with a live show highlighting different industry leaders content creators and just awesome people that lead with their hearts and a servant leadership attitude so welcome to the show. I have a very special guest today, and uh, we're going to be talking about marketing plans. So if you are behind or if you're struggling with your marketing, be sure to stay tuned in. Let's see who's joined us today. Um, let us know where you're tuning in from and please introduce yourself to each other. I have an amazing audience it's a great place for you to interact and network, build your network, and meet other interesting people from all kinds of different industries. So let people know what your expertise is and network with others in the comments. Oh, gosh. Oh, hey, Lou Thompson. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Lou is actually with University of Texas in Dallas. He and I have been interacting quite a bit because we're looking to hire a bunch of fresh graduates for Delaware Consulting at UTD. So welcome, Lou. Thank you for tuning in today. Neil Israel, welcome, Neil. We have Chick from uh, Plano, Texas. Hey, welcome. So glad you could join us and our wonderful audience and former guests, Brayden Daniels. For those of you that missed that episode, make sure you go onto my YouTube channel and watch that video and show that I did with Brayden talking all about leadership and magic. He has tons of surprises in there and very, very entertaining show. Uh, we have David Cause. 
Coming from YouTube, welcome David from East Texas Graphic Designers. So anybody needing graphic design services, make sure you connect with David. Welcome. It is kind of a dreary day in Dallas, but I am still, uh, it's getting warmer and warmer and I'm gonna excuse myself in case my throat starts to like close up. My allergies have been just crazy uh, in this DFW area with all the pollen, but uh, the show will continue on. And I do wanna remind you of this challenge for every show, try to connect with three new connections every show so that you build your network as well. After all, your net worth is equivalent to your network. And make sure you tag your friends to join. We always welcome new people. So if you can tag one person that you think would enjoy this show, or if you know somebody that is struggling with their marketing plans, be sure to tag them in the comments and tell them to join the show today. My content tip of the week this week is all around how to weave in your interests into your brand and into your content. So what do I mean by interests? This is your hobbies, your sports that you enjoy, special interests, things you do on the weekends. If you're a basketball enthusiast, football enthusiast, if you love to sew, if you love podcasts, if you love books, if you love golf, if you love uh, fashion, if you love wellness, if you like home products, whatever it is that is your interests and hobbies, try to weave that into your content and expertise on LinkedIn as well. So let me give you three examples. These are all from amazing clients of mine. I have one leadership coach that is that gives all kinds of leadership advice, but he's also a former golf pro. He played tons of golf. So a lot of times his leadership stories incorporates golf analogies or lessons that he also learned from golf. And so he merges his interests of golf with his expertise of leadership. Here's another example. I have another client that is a recruiter, and uh, but she's also very much into yoga and wellness. So she created a hashtag called hashtag mindful recruiter. And so she gives out recruiting tips, but at the same time, she weaves in the elements of wellness and empathy and compassion into her advice. And all that is also from her, you know, well-being practices and her yoga practices. So that's another way to kind of weave that in. Um, and I also want to point out Brayden out there in the audience, right? He took his hobby and interest in magic and merged that with his leadership expertise and tips and brings that together into a unique brand where he you know, incorporates magic tricks into his leadership workshops. So whenever you can, weave in your interests and hobbies into your expertise and that makes you unique and special and makes you stand out from the crowd. And that's my content tip of the week. And if you want more content tips, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. After every week, the new content tips gets loaded into YouTube. I have over, I think, 35 uh, videos in there full of my content tips. And that's all available to you free. All I ask is for you to subscribe to my channel as I build that up on YouTube. Now I want to bring in my community manager, which some of you have seen in the comments, I'm sure. She helps me host the show and helps me keep everything organized and engaged. Everyone, please welcome Anne Small. Hey, Anne, how are you? Excited, Fanny. This is going to be a great show, and we have an announcement here for everybody. Yes, yeah, so we have a new feature that I'm introducing to the show. It's called the Creator of the Week. And what I do here and what Anne's going to help me with is every show, we're going to highlight a creator and something unique and different that they're doing. And this is all in order to spark ideas for you guys and 
you know, keep you inspired and motivated as you go out on your content creation journey. So this week, Anne, you're bringing to us a creator called Gabe Leal. Did I pronounce that correctly? I think so. That's how <laughs> I pronounce it when I talk to him. So yes. Um, yes. So let our audience know why he's our creator of the week and what special thing he did. Okay, everybody ready for this one. Gabe Leal, as the hashtag that Fanny put up there, created 10 posts in one day. And we're talking about all different kinds of posts, guys. So one of the things I want to mention, we picked out a few qualities to really just bring this in on why this was Creator of the Week, an awesome thing to inspire everybody. And one of those things is that hashtag. Because when we want to look back at that particular campaign that Gabe did, it's hashtag 10 posts one day, and I'll put it in the comments. So you can actually put that in the search bar on top and you can find everything in there and see all different kinds of videos and different kinds of content that he did in one day. Now, the other thing that we really wanted to point out to everybody, and you can tell me in the comments if you've heard this before, but we've heard from LinkedIn that it ruins the algorithm if you post more than once a day. So that was the thing that he was looking to see, is this true? And so he took this challenge and decided, you know what? Not only will I do two or three, I'll do 10 posts in one day. He was inspired by a friend to do this and I'll put that down too. But when he tried it and put the 10 posts in one day, he got amazing feedback, incredible engagement. And it was amazing. So the algorithm was not an issue. The third point that Fanny and I really wanted to let you guys know is he got great engagement and he used this awesome hashtag and he found out about the algorithm. But most of all, he says to you guys, this is to inspire you, but don't create it all in one day. Created ahead of time. This is something he learned. Created ahead of time and then post it all in one day. Sure. So we'll put this stuff in the comments for you, but that's creator of the week. Gabe Leal, way to go. Awesome. Yeah. Kudos to him. I mean, I know like some folks are are just, you know, once a week is is a is a challenge. But I I just admired his courage and I think. I love it. I love it when creators just take something and like push it to the limit and test it. And that's what he did. Cause we all hear the myth that, uh, you know, just do one day, one a day. And obviously that's still the golden standard, but, uh, looks like he didn't break anything and still got great engagement. Huh? And absolutely. So yeah. I'll put that down. Cause you'll want to search on that. There's all different kinds of content to see there. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. Well, great. Thank you for highlighting that. And everyone, please connect with Ann Small. Uh, she is the community manager for the show and just an all-around amazing person. See you on in the comments. Thank you. Okay, so we are ready for our guest. Uh, today, we're going to talk all about marketing and if there's one person that I have utmost respect for when it comes to creating marketing plans, it is Tracy Southers Parker. So everyone, please join me in welcoming her to the show. Welcome, Tracy. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Fanny? Wonderful. Thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. This is my first official LinkedIn live show. I'm excited. <laughs> now, I got to do a quick shout out to Lisa Harrington because mm -hmm. she introduced us at a huge women's summit, I think, right? Yep. Um, and that's where we met, and, uh, and the rest is history. Yep. Um, I've so enjoyed working with you and at the same time learning from you. And um, I've sat in on your workshops and I wanna read everybody 
Tracy's bio because she is a person that you definitely need to connect with. Find her on LinkedIn, on Facebook. Um, but let me read all this to you right here. Tracy is a self-proclaimed marketing nerd in that this is what she's always done in her professional life, 29 years to be exact. She spent the first 15 years of her career in corporate marketing departments and served as the public information officer for the city of South Lake prior to opening her own agency in 2008. Wordplay, PR, and marketing in Grapevine, Texas, just down the hall, down the <laughs> neighborhood. Tracy works with businesses of all shapes and sizes and industries, providing comprehensive marketing and PR services, but specializes in big picture strategy. She also founded the Mark Wordplay Marketing Academy as an educational and training resource for business owners and marketing professionals. And uh, her signature online course is Create a Kick-Butt Marketing Plan. So we had to grab that catchy title yeah. uh, for our show today. So thank you for joining me, Tracy. Absolutely. So how did you, I mean, you're one of those folks that like just found your path and then stuck with it, right? Like a lot of us kind of weave, and I know I did, found all these different ways before I kind of find found my thing. But how'd you know that marketing was your passion? <laughs> yeah, I, I always say that I'm one of those rare individuals that uh, has, has a career in my actual field of study. It seems I meet so many people who have made career transitions or are still trying to figure out what they want to do or are doing something that's completely unrelated to their academic degree. Um, I, mine started, I guess you could say, in a, in a creative writing class in school, which led to me majoring in journalism with a concentration in PR. And then I got my first job out of college in a marketing department at a company in Dallas. And then I had a few more corporate jobs in marketing departments. And then I was the public information officer for the city of Southlake. And then I opened Wordplay PR and marketing in 2008. And here we are in 2021 and I'm still doing PR and marketing. I know some people may think that's really boring, but it, no. I feel so fortunate to, like you said, really to have always known what I wanted to do, what my passion was and the path that I, I was going to take. Because I think a lot of people maybe struggle with that or don't ever figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. And if anything, you're just, you, you found it and now you have this deep expertise in marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I know one thing that, you know, you've done is, um, I mean, you've seen it all, right? Like you've kind of seen the whole progression of marketing. And um, I always, and I love the fact that, you know, as, as a fellow woman entrepreneur, right? Um, you kind of set yourself up as women-owned business and you got um, several awards for that as well. Tell us about that. Yes, I became a certified woman-owned business in 2015 through the Women's Business Council Southwest. It is an absolutely phenomenal organization. Organization, Shout out to them. Their office is in Irving, Las Colinas, and they host events um, throughout the year. So I've had the opportunity to meet other female entrepreneurs from across the country. And it's just so inspiring yeah. to hear their stories and the businesses they've built. I mean, it could be yeah. construction or, you know, drilling and, and, you know, things completely way out of my wheelhouse, yeah. but yeah. I've learned so much. And um, I did receive an award from them, the Lily Knox award mm. from them a couple of years ago and received a grant, which helped me launch my uh, Wordplay Marketing Academy with, with that money. That's awesome. Congratulations. And for all those entre female entrepreneurs, and we love you guys as well, <laughs> but a little shout out to our, our fellow woman. Um, let us know if you are a entrepreneur and business owner in the comments. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So, a lot of things have changed in marketing, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know that too often during recessions and especially during this pandemic, marketing is kind of like the first budget that people cut and try to conserve and save money. And, uh, and then they drop off and, <laughs> 
you know, don't become top of mind anymore. But uh, what, what's been some of the challenges that you've seen business owners face during this pandemic? Well, um, yeah, the challenges that I see business owners make um, across the board, I, I think maybe they've gotten a little bit more uh, profound during the pandemic. But, uh, you know, I see five primary categories and I'd love for people to put in the comment comments which one they fall into. The first one being that they are just too busy running their business and can't get out of the day-to-day -day operations to focus on marketing. You know, I certainly fall into that category. I, you know, refer to myself as the cobbler who has no shoes when it comes to marketing because, you know, my stuff comes last. And then the second category is that they they're overwhelmed by all the marketing options out there. And it just, that list gets longer and longer and longer every year. So they end up doing a little bit of a lot or nothing at all. And neither one of those are, are good options. You have to have consistency and a plan in for your marketing program. Or number three, they, they have invested in marketing. They put money and time into either a program, maybe print ads or direct mail or pay-per-click, or they hired an agency and they didn't see results. So they're, they're gun shy. You know, they don't want to go down that road. Again, they're resistant to doing anything new. And then a fourth category is, which I see, I see this a lot. Um, they're operating on what I call the wing it strategy. They're just very re in, in reactive, random mode, whatever lands in front of them. Um, and they don't have a marketing plan in place. And that's the foundation for, for success to, to, to be, to, to be kick butt in your marketing, you need a plan. And then lastly, um, and I've, and I've been running across this more and more, somebody will get designated inside an organization to be responsible for marketing. And, and perhaps that person has been with the company for a while, but they don't necessarily have the marketing background or experience or expertise, and they don't generate the results that the business owner is looking for. So, you know, that's obviously a challenge as well. So those are the five primary categories that, that I see. Yeah. So too busy, <laughs> overwhelmed, <laughs> uh, didn't see results after the initial investment or just winging it. And then folks doing marketing that yeah. don't have the marketing background, right? Yeah. I know I'm guilty of the first one myself. <laughs> I mean, when, when things get busy, then, you know, marketing drops off, right? Well, um, yeah, exactly. And I'd love to hear from you guys in the audience, what's been your kind of challenges around marketing? You know, whether we're a corporate professional or a business owner, I mean, we, in a way, we all should be doing marketing for both our corporations and companies, as mm -hmm. well as our own businesses, right? Uh, Mark Reynolds says, number five, no marketing background. Great. And thanks for tuning in, Mark. <laughs> That's why we're, we're here. Uh, that's why we have Tracy here to kind of pick her brain here. Uh, Sarah says, that's me, number four. And that's why she works with Tracy. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> I would say hire for your weakness and double down on your strengths. That's oh, always I love that. Yes, yes. Um, and then, uh, actually, we have a first question already, Tracy. I'd love to tackle this while David asked it. How do you tell a client, um, or how long do you tell a client that marketing takes? Because um, it's not instantaneous, right? No, it, it's not, you know, and, and, and you can't, you, you really can't pin down a, a time frame, certainly. Yeah. And, but, but, but I always do try to set expectations that it's not going to happen overnight. And depending on what the marketing tactic is, you know, it could be three months, could be six months. You know, if, if, if a client tells me, you know, I want to be in the Wall Street Journal, well, you know what? That might take a year or two to get you in the Wall Street Journal. That, that's a tough, that's a tough uh, you know, task to deliver. But if you're doing marketing for an event, you know, say that say that's six to eight weeks down the road, then you got to move quickly, you know, so it just depends what it is. Yeah. And I always, I, I think people lump sales and marketing together. Like sales is like you close a deal and then like, mm -hmm. that's it. Right. But I always feel like marketing is this relationship. Like we're building a relationship with the audience or with our target clients. And, and that takes time, right? Cause it, it, it takes time to build up the, the trust and the credibility. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Certainly, certainly for, for B2B, something that's not so transactional as, as B2C. Yeah. Yeah. David, you are full of questions. I love it. Let me just take one more before we go on. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Um, How do you have the discussions with a client about the importance of marketing? Yes. Yes. At the core of it, like some people still don't even understand the value of marketing. Well, um, and, you know, typically when a, when a client reaches out to me, calls me, wants to have a meeting with me, they're already there. You know, they, they know they need to do something. You know, you can't, for the most part, there's very few businesses that can just open their doors and people just rush in, you know, organically with no marketing, no promotion, no nothing. Um, so typically they do already get the importance of it. Where I find, um, challenging on my end is distinguishing, you know, between, you know, clients don't seem to have a, have a, a, a good understanding of, of, you know, what's PR versus what's marketing. And now we have to drill down even, even further between, you know, social media and content marketing and digital marketing, you know, you know, so that's where the confusion really lies. And then you have to, my job is to make recommendations for them as to where they need to focus their marketing efforts, their marketing dollars, their marketing budget to reach their goals, to reach the right people. Absolutely. Yeah. Craig was saying in the audience, hey, Craig, small business usually uses wing it. (laughs) And let's do it later when we have time and more money. So true. Well, good. I'm glad to see Craig (laughs) because he uh, made a great comment on LinkedIn about he he had never seen a kick butt marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And that's why we have Tracy today. I love it. Oh, but yeah. So, you know, as we're kind of navigating all this, um, how do we, and Jason said, you know, there's also like self-branding that you kind of have to deal with as well, for sure, for sure. Um, So as we kind of navigate all these things, and now we're kind of like slowly seeing the 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 light at the end of the tunnel, maybe, you know, with vaccines and all that, um, you know, fingers and toes crossed. Mm-hmm. What now? Like, how do we kind of like get ourselves going again? We're, we're ready to kind of kickstart our marketing. And um, where should we start? Well, that's that's a great question. Um, I certainly don't have all the answers. Uh, and it's a hot topic right now. I, I've been seeing so many uh, marketing campaigns and TV commercials with words like restart, you know, yeah. reimagine, reinvigorate, you know. Yeah. So uh, along those same lines, which to me is um, encouraging that, you know, the the big national brands are trying to move us all in that direction of post-pandemic. Um, here in Texas, you know, things are, are going fairly well. Our rates are down. People are getting vaccinated. But I know in other parts of the country, that's not the case. So I think it's going to happen in phases or stages across the country. Um, but, you know, you know, here we are moving ahead. And let me start off, you know, by saying the little promo here for a live, my first live in-person workshop. Yes, in yes. Year, uh, May 11th in Grapevine for those of you. Let who me are post it up real quick. Yes. Um, and and Miss Fanny will be a guest speaker at this workshop. And so for me, this is how I'm restarting my marketing efforts. Um, I, you know, I've, I've done, I've taught live workshops for, you know, several years. Obviously I put them on hold and went to online, but I'm ready to get back out there. This is a big business development tool for me and, and I, and I just enjoy it. So I guess that's the first thing to consider is what, what did, have you put on hold during the pandemic that you could restart now? And it doesn't have to be an event. It could be any marketing activity that has generated leads for you in the past, um, you know, I don't want to give away too much of what we're going to talk about in the workshop, but I do have three questions that I want to share of how, uh, and it's how I'm framing the presentation for the workshop. So hopefully it'll get you some ideas or get you brainstorming on some things mm-hmm. that you can do for your own businesses. And number one, um, think about, are there new ways to deliver your product or service? 
And a client example that I have for this is um, I, I work with a chain of auto repair shops here in DFW. And during the pandemic, they offered free pickup and delivery service for seniors. So now that it that it's coming to great end, idea, they've decided to extend that. They're going to keep doing it free for seniors, but they're going to offer it within a, you know, a, a certain geographic area of each shop to existing customers. And there will be an additional fee. So it has the potential to generate additional revenue, but it's also a great, you know, client retention or client yeah. or customer loyalty tool yeah. because not very many local auto repair shops offer that. So we'll see how that goes. And, and actually, then, Tracy, yeah. if I could add quickly, like one of my other clients, she used to do cookie decorating classes and those were all in person at a certain store. And since the pandemic, yeah, she started doing virtual cookie decorating classes and she was able to actually reach a wider client base because mm -hmm. then she was teaching folks mm -hmm. in Seattle and mm -hmm. other states and other cities. Uh, so I love that. That's a great way. Yeah. I do too. And, and, and mm -hmm. that's not to say that she can't start doing in person again at some exactly. point. But she can now she can um, combine the two yes. and hopefully more options. Business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So number two is, you know, think about are there new ways to reach potential customers? And I think we would all have a resounding yes for that with all the new technology and software that is. I mean, look here at LinkedIn Live. You know, this is this is new for a lot of us. So absolutely. An example and a client example I have of that is a family law attorney that I work with. And she has been doing podcast her own podcasts, mm -hmm. but she's ready to take it to the next level now and start getting on uh, being a guest speaker on other podcasts as a way as a business development tool. So there, there's an idea. And then the last one is, are there new ways to engage your existing customers. And a great example that I have of this is a nonprofit that I work with. I'm on the board. And as most of us know, nonprofits had to cancel almost all their events during the pandemic. So, you know, they lost a lot of funds, you know, no fundraisers. So part of this annual golf tournament was a silent auction. So they just instead went ahead and had an online auction in place of the event, you know, marketed to their donors and their supporters and their volunteers and, you know, everybody that was already familiar with the organization and everybody rallied to the cause. Mm -hmm. And they raised a, you know, they didn't beat the record or anything, but they raised right. a lot of money. So that's something that yeah. they are going to continue to do post pandemic. They're still going to do the live events, but they're going to yeah. integrate, integrate some more online options. I love it. Great suggestions. And Tracy, we're getting tons of questions. So let me go to the audience for a while. Uh, we have Jason Hopper. How far out should you market events? Is it, are we talking weeks or months? What do you, what's your best practice? For my workshops that I do, and you know, my workshops are anywhere from 25 to 50 people. They're not huge. Uh, my goal is anywhere from six to eight weeks. And I, but I will tell you, we've been doing this for a while. Everybody registers in the last. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but it does take some time to get going. Now, I think a, rule, a good rule of thumb would be the bigger the event, the longer lead time you need, just because it. it's going to take if you if you need 300 people, it's going to take you longer to get those people. Great, great answer. Um, Braden was asking, because you were, you mentioned PR, what is the difference between marketing and PR? Oh, thank you for mm -hmm. asking that question as somebody mm -hmm. who has a degree in PR. And just, you know, short and sweet, PR is earned media and in, 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 in what people like to call free. You know, it's the, it, it's the article in the newspaper or the magazine or online now, wherever. You know, if you're using me, then it's not completely free to the client, but you're, it's not like an ad. You know, and that's the different, differentiation. Marketing comes with a cost, you know, a hard cost. You're going to buy that space for the ad versus you're not buying the space for the article. Got it. Got it. And so PR, is it purely kind of getting featured in whether it's television shows or, uh, you know, news shows or magazines? Is that like purely in that PR realm? I've always wondered that as well. 
Uh, well, me, what I was just referring to was more mm. specific to media relations. Ah, that, and, okay. and that's a big part of PR. But there's also other aspects of PR, community of PR, uh, community relations is a ah. huge asset. And that goes back to what you mentioned a little bit ago of building of building the relationships and the trust. So that mm. could be, um, you know, event sponsorships that your that your uh, business does. Um, joining boards, joining organizations, doing speaking engagements, that type of thing. And then um, crisis communications uh, calls under PR, you know, toughest one. I don't like getting, you know, something bad yeah. has happened and we need yeah. you to come in and, you know, spin it, which, you know, nobody yeah. like, likes, likes that yes. term, but to, yes. but to help us get past it. Absolutely. Uh, from Neil Israel, shout out to Neil. Neil Ashley does um, animation. For oh. clients. Um, so if anybody ever needs animation and graphics, uh, go to Neil Israel. He says, yes. How do you guide clients to the right marketing metrics? Oh, so I guess, yeah, I guess different clients would measure different things, right? To determine marketing effectiveness. Uh, well, to, to be clear, does he mean marketing tactics? like activities or is he, or is he speaking directly to uh, measurement tools? Ah, okay. So let us know, let us know in the comments, Neil. Um, are you talking about tactics or measurement tools? And so I, we'll am, come I am going to talk about this a little bit later when I go through the marketing plan checklist. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So Neil, get back to us and I'll pull it back up. In the meantime, one last question before we go to the next topic. So Chick says, how does digital marketing versus direct marketing differ and which may be more impactful to growing customer count in a retail business? Ah. I consider direct marketing, I mean, you know, just like the name sounds, going directly to the consumer. I consider that like an example would be a direct mail campaign where something is landing in their in their mailbox or on their door. Mm -hmm. But it could also be uh, and it has it has a different name, but it could also be event driven you know, mm -hmm. to where you're bringing, you know, bringing clients directly into your place of business, or it could even be email marketing, you know, where again, there's no gatekeeper. You're going directly from you to the, your customer's inbox. That's direct. There's no, there's no um, middle person, you know, no mm -hmm. media outlet or, or Facebook or anything mm -hmm. like that, that you have to, mm -hmm. that you have to get through. Uh, digital marketing. Oh gosh, digital marketing. I mean, that's the, the SEO and the pay-per-click ads and the Google My Business page and, you know, anything that has to do with with online, with, with being digital. And, you know, and that is an area of, of growth, obviously, right now uh, yeah. with the pandemic. I've had a lot of customers reallocate money that they were using for, for print ads or for direct mail or for mm. events, for sure, and putting it online. Because yeah. as we all know, I mean, people being online has... Boop, yeah, skyrocketed, and Absolutely. I don't think some of it will drop off, but yeah, no, you know, yeah, not all though. Though I must admit, the other day, I, I got the coolest direct mail. It was, um, it was a cleaning service, but it was printed on like almost like cardstock that you would see on a wedding invitation. Ooh. And so I got that in, just like a flyer in the mail, but it, it was in this beautiful cardstock for um, cleaning services, like home cleaning service. And I, I remember thinking, man, like that's, that was impactful. I mean, I'm talking about it right now. I'm literally, yeah. <laughs> um, but because, you know, sometimes we do get tired of digital mm -hmm. and now and then it's just nice to kind of like have that holding something in our hand, right? Absolutely. It stands mm -hmm. out. And I mean, I am a big believer in having an integrated marketing program mm -hmm. and not, and, and I'm, and I'm jumping ahead, but not, yeah. not putting all your eggs in one basket, which is one of the yeah. mistakes I see people make. Um, but like, but, but diversifying and, and along those same lines, Annie, I got a direct mailer and I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring it to the workshop as an example from it. And you, you may have gotten one too, since you live in Southlake. Um, yeah. It was a co-op mailer for a shopping center, not town square, but the one across the street. And it had coupons for all the stores. Oh, yes. in the, did you get it? I've seen it. Okay. Yes. 
So yes. I'm like, I, I thought that yeah. was very interesting that that's how they're I walking. kept it. It sits on my counter because I'm I like, I tore out one to use. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that answers David's question from YouTube. I think print is still around. Like, oh, yeah. I think we still just, yeah. just love the feel of something like to hold sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. yeah. absolutely. Well, thank you. Keep those questions coming, everyone. Um, I am, let me just go back to our discussion here. Let us know other questions that you have. Um, and maybe we touched on some of these, but uh, I do want to highlight, you know, from your perspective, you know, what are, what do you think are some of the common mistakes that people are making with their marketing plans? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, and, and this is big picture strategic level, is they're not they they don't do their homework before they put their marketing plan together. They jump straight to the to the tactics to what they're gonna do without thinking about, you know, the marketing plan is the foundation, you know, the, and so you you've got to take into account what you're trying to do, who you're trying to do it to, how much money you want to spend. So not and your marketing plan needs to be based on facts and figures and not guesses and estimates and and maybe so not not doing your homework results in you know you may misjudge your target market you have ineffective marketing tactics and no result or low roi not not this would not be a kick butt marketing plan for craig and then secondly the one i've already talked about is putting your eggs in in one basket and what the what I typically see are business owners thinking all they have to do is social media for marketing. And 99% of the time that 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 is not the case. And the results of this are you you reach a smaller audience or you completely miss your target market. You know, if you're only on Facebook and they're not there or they just don't see your posts because of the Facebook algorithm, then you've completely missed them. And again, no results are low ROI. And then the third one is underestimating your marketing budget. Um, you know, without a marketing budget, it is impossible to put together a realistic marketing plan. And I tell clients that. You know, I'm like, I, you know, it, your marketing plan is going to look completely different if it's 5,000 or 50,000. And, you know, I can't help you until I know what your number is. And, and think about it like this. You know, if your goal is to increase your annual revenue, say, by 20 yeah. percent, know, your marketing budget has to support that. You know, you can't ask for a hundred thousand dollar increase in annual revenue with a marketing budget of five hundred dollars. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but yeah. you know, to make my point. So those Absolutely. are the three biggest mistakes that I see. Yeah. So mistakes people are making, they don't do their homework and research. You guys are putting your eggs all in one basket or one social media platform or underestimating your marketing budget. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do find even for myself, like in order to kind of grow, um, it just I need more hands and folks to kind of like help me distribute, right? Like we can only really, I, I concentrate a lot on LinkedIn, but like I've had to kind of hire help for Instagram and for YouTube and attend conferences or hire people to do the postings because it there's just not enough time if we want to grow, right? Like, nope, abs yeah. absolutely not. You, you have to delegate or outsource. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of your question around budget, I remember, I think I saw a question earlier from David and I want to bring that back on. Yes. Um, any advice on, you know, how to set a marketing budget, just some high level tips maybe, or, or thoughts? Well, the SBA um, has estimates for uh, both B2B and B2C. And when I say B2B, business to business organizations, they their recommendation is anywhere from eight to 12 percent of your annual revenue. And for B2C, business to consumer, I, it's higher. Uh, I want to say it was like maybe 12 to 16 percent of your annual budget. So again, that goes back to doing your homework. I mean, most business owners are going to know what their annual revenue is, but but you need to make sure that you have that number and then, you know, take a piece of it off to allocate it to to your marketing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, to our earlier point, Jason said it was election time in Plano. We got a coaster from a candidate. <laughs> That's different. It yeah. was sturdy, different, and we kept it. Yeah, yeah. That's a great example of direct marketing. Yeah, and we kept it. Yeah, 
There you go. Um, and uh, so all these different ideas, I mean, like to your point, just we got to hit people with different mm -hmm. ways, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not just one time, right? I, I think oh, I read no. somewhere, sometimes you need like seven bits of information before you make a like a decision to buy, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, consistency and repetition is very, very important in a marketing program. You know, if a client tells me, I, I, my budget will only allow me to run, you know, one print ad in that magazine, my recommendation is, well, then don't do it. You know, yeah. do something else with that money. Absolutely. So now that we kind of explored the mistakes <laughs> and what not to do, what, what should we do? Because you you have like a, a checklist of sorts, right? Like what, what are your suggestions? Yes, um, I have a marketing plan checklist and I'm and I have it in a PDF file. If anybody wants it, I'm, I'm happy to send it to him. But it corresponds um, the, the steps in the checklist correspond to the modules in my online course, which is appropriately called Create a Kickback Marketing Plan. And I take you through my step by step process that I use for my clients. And just, you know, to clarify, you know, a marketing plan is it's you know, it's proactive, it's, it's time sensitive, it's, it's consistent, it's organized. It's not what I talked about a minute ago, the wing it strategy. It's not reactive. It's not random. Um, it's not sporadic. So the, the items on this checklist are number one, you have to know what your business goals are. And those are, those are big picture. And, you know, at the, I say, I did I tell clients to identify your top three priorities for business growth you know, whatever those are. And then as part of that, underneath that comes the marketing objectives and those go hand in hand. So your marketing objectives are how you're going to achieve those business goals. You know, every marketing objective has to support the goal above it. And then number two on the checklist is target markets. And that's identifying the best, um, the best people or the, or the best businesses for your products and services. And there's a whole lot of factors that go into doing that, you know, demographics, you know, income, um, geographic location, you know, if you're targeting moms of, of kids 10 and under, you know, whatever the case may be, there's all kinds of factors to help you develop a profile for your target customers. And you may have more than one target market. You may have two or three, but one primary one. And then number three are your key messages. You know, what are your competitive differences? What makes you unique? Why would why should somebody hire you versus the competition? Number four is tactics. And that's the meat of your marketing plan. That's, you know, the activities and the tools that you're going to use to implement the plan. And again, you have to know your budget before you can determine your tactics. Um, number five is the timeline, which, um, you know, when I do a marketing plan for a client, I have a, a spreadsheet that has all 12 months in it. And you can look at any month and see, you know, what we're doing from a marketing standpoint in that month, what the budget is. And then I also include a column for assignments. So if I'm doing it, if the client is doing it, if somebody else is doing it, because I accountability and deadlines are critical for a marketing plan to work and stuff doesn't slip through the cracks. Um, number six is budget, which we've talked about. And then the last one, and maybe this addresses the question um, that came up a little bit earlier. I forgot who asked it, but um, measurement. And this step often gets overlooked or just not done for whatever reason, but it's so important to evaluate your results. And there's a lot of different ways you can do it depending on what your tactics were. Anything digital, you should be able to get quite a bit of good data on it. Print advertising is a little bit harder unless you had a specific call to action in that print ad for them to do that you could track it. Um, same thing with direct mail. You know, maybe you set up a dedicated landing page in a direct mailer that, you know, it, when people get the direct mail, then they go to that landing page. You could track it that way. That's, you know, just an example. And then ultimately, the ultimate test of evaluation is did you achieve your business goals that you set in step one? And, you know, it's usually a yes or no answer. There may be reasons why you didn't, but it's usually pretty clear. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Thank you. Wow. We we had a whole slew of people that were like, send us your checklist. Oh, OK. Yeah, however, however. That's yeah. I think number one, 
reach out to Tracy and connect with her. So for sure, Um, like we have a whole kinds of folks. I love that marketing plan checklist. Yes, yes. Neil says, uh, please send checklists out. We would love that. Another user, uh, love your PDF guide. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yes. And more importantly, um, I always feel like nothing like learning from the best and from a pro. Um, So be sure to, uh, oh, I think Tracy froze there. Um, So I will let Tracy come back on. Um, But in the meantime, I do want to kind of bring up again the workshop that she and I are going to be engaging in. Um, It is going to be on... Uh, May 11th from 9 to 11 a.m. at the Grapevine Convention Center. We will be socially distanced um, and uh, taking safety precautions. And uh, but at the same time, we do we are kind of slowly getting back out there to be in person. So join us for our live workshop. Uh, the 2021 Marketing Trends Workshop on May 11th, 9 to 11 a.m. And it will be at the Grapevine Convention Center. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Um, It's going to be quite an exciting way to kind of learn and get your marketing out there for the year and uh, really, you know, kickstart and create a kick-butt marketing plan. So I am, I think... Tracy may have lost connection. Uh, So let me kind of review what she said while she hops back on here. And maybe Anne, uh, maybe you can give her a quick call or something. She left us our phone number, her phone number earlier in the email and see if she um, gains back access. But in the meantime, let me... um, Highlight again some of the checklist things that she mentioned. So she mentioned number one, business goals and know them and have your business objectives um, set out. Number two, define your target markets, know who you're serving. Number three, define your key messages. What is your competitive advantage and edge against your other competitors? Number four, know your marketing tactics, define that exactly what you're going to do. And if you don't know them, you know, definitely go out there and hire an expert to help you. Um, Number five, timeline, set out your timeline. She mentioned, you know, working out exactly what you want to do every month and planning that out. And then uh, number six, she mentioned budget. And then number seven, she mentioned measurement. And let me bring her back on. She is back on. <laughs> so, oh, hold on. Uh, okay. There we go. <laughs> we lost you. Yes, I'm. I'm so. I'm so so sorry. I You're good. Get, I had to get back on on my phone. <laughs> oh, no worries. What you can do is just, um, if you want to do it sideways. Yep. There we go. Okay. Looks just as good. <laughs> Welcome to live, Tracy. (laughs) Oh, no, (laughs) she froze again. Um, I will let her come back on here. Um, In the meantime, let us know any comments that you have and any other questions that you have. Um, There she is. Okay. There we go. It froze for a little bit. Okay. Can you hear us okay? Yes, I can. I can. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. So um, I was just highlighting back to everyone your seven, you know, points of your checklist. And more importantly, um, just want to highlight to them like the opportunity for them to learn a lot of that stuff at the workshop. Um, yes, yes, yes. Why don't you share a little bit more about what's going to happen at the workshop? And if I remember correctly, it was just... It was only like forty dollars, right? Um, it's a it's a bargain, folks. So you're gonna want to take advantage of this. Um, normally, 
it takes a lot more to get access to Tracy. Um, and uh, so this is a very special um, you know, opportunity to learn that. But Tracy, tell us a bit more about the workshop. Okay, um, can you hear me? Cause you're breaking up. Can you hear me okay? Um, yes, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're gonna, and I'm walking around hoping my Wi-Fi doesn't go out again. Um, but we're we're gonna just really dive in to market restarting your marketing after the pandemic. Um, I'm gonna go through those three questions that I talked about. You know, new ways to deliver products and services, new ways to engage your customers, new ways to find uh, new customers, and give more examples, give um, case studies for B2B and B2C. And uh, Fanny, then you're going to chime in on the video marketing content development yes, piece of it. Absolutely. I'm going to talk quite a bit about LinkedIn as well as how to use your video, um, how to use videos for content marketing. Okay. So everyone, this is the website to go to. Um, it is, let me, uh, Anne will put the link into the um, comments there and I can copy this into a banner right now as well. And then you can have an opportunity to attend um, and we would love to see you there. Let me post this banner and link, there we go. Um, and you can register there um, and you know, have an opportunity to learn a lot of those things in a lot more depth um, and get familiar and kick start and kick butt <laughs> with your new marketing plan. Um, but yes, I'll be talking all about LinkedIn as well as how to use videos for your marketing. And then obviously you'll have the expertise of Tracy um, to talk about marketing trends as well as a lot of those things on her checklist. So it will be at the Grapevine Convention Center and then we will be taking all the safety precautions, right, Tracy? Yeah. I'm gonna share a little bit about that. Yes, the, it's it's a big room and I'm limit, limiting attendance. So we, we will be social distanced. Um, I'll bring hand sanitizers, um, you know, you certainly, I, I, I don't, I think the Grapevine Convention Center is still mandating masks as you come through the door. And then once you get yep. to the seat, you can take them off. So yeah, all the protocols will be in place. And it's just, um, it's a great networking opportunity. And I love the, I mean, I, I love, I've, I've enjoyed doing things online, but I have to be honest, I'm really looking forward to getting back in the, the classroom, so to speak, because they're just, there's so much that happens, that instant interaction, those questions. And sometimes uh, attendees learn more from questions, you know, or from other people in the in the audience than, you know, than something that 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 I've said. So it's just I've gotten so much great feedback from my workshop and I'm so excited to be doing it again. And I almost forgot to mention um, if you enter VIP code in the promo code box, enter VIP and it takes ten dollars off the, the ticket price. So, there you go, folks. Regularly $40, you get $10 off. It's only going to be $30. It's a no <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. Um, and the code was VIP, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, we did have a question says, uh, there's a LinkedIn user tuning in from Miami. And she said, will this be available at all on Zoom or virtual off, uh, option? Well, I'm, I'm not going to do like a hybrid event, but I will be um, either having it recorded and you know do some editing and error, but I will have some kind of, of post video or webinar summarizing yeah. the, the material. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in fact, you have a whole academy basically, right? If, if people yeah. want to really, you know, dive even more into it, um, go to createkickbuttmarketingplan.com. Yes, that's um, that's for the online course, um, mm -hmm. um, which is part of Wordplay Marketing Academy. But yes, if anybody's interested in the online course where I, there's six modules and you know, it's video, on-demand video training with worksheets and uh, you get group coaching with me twice a month, um, walk you through the entire marketing 
plan process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But in the meantime, for those of you that are in the Grapevine South Lake area, be sure to check out this workshop that Tracy and I will be doing on May 11th at the Grapevine Convention Center. And uh, the link, Anne is helping me put the link in the comments and uh, you guys should be able to see that and click on that through the comments. So join us in person. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as we wrap up, I'd love to kind of like look at, look to the future, right? Um, as we kind of look to, well now in, I guess we're starting the Q, Q2, right? We're in the second quarter already of uh, 2021. And I want to look towards, you know, what, what do you think are the 2021 marketing trends? Me? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, certainly, certainly live streaming as we're, uh, as we're seeing right here <laughs> um, versus, versus recorded webinars. And I think that's because we're, you know, quite frankly, we're all, we're all kind of sick of, of Zoom and, you know, all the webinars and things that we've been on. So I really see a trend to doing more live things like this. Obviously, you have to make sure that your technology and your Wi-Fi is up to snuff before you try to pull this off. Um, and then secondly, um, communicating new communication tools beyond email. Because again, I think we are all on way email overload. I mean, I can be away from my desk for an hour and come back and have 50 more, 50 new emails. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, I mean, I see more people starting to use SMS, um, uh, direct messaging, um, chat apps. I just got on a, a networking group that I'm a part of, just started a I don't even know what the right terminology is on WhatsApp. And so we, we all communicate and send notes and back and forth on that um, and chat bots on, on websites. I think those are going to be huge, uh, just a faster way to deliver service. Um, online, online commerce, specifically to B2B, you know, B2C has been doing online sales for a while, but B2B, I mean, just, you know, I'm a good example of somebody who just launched an online course. And, and doing things like that, that, you know, can drive revenue online, which, you know, B2B hasn't, hasn't always been at the forefront of that. And then the last one is something um, that I want to work on is um, hybrid events, you know, combining the in-person and the live, which goes just to the question that was asked. Yeah. I'm just not going to be prepared in time to pull it off. But I was on a webinar and uh, somebody explained a hybrid event should be, if you do it right, should be like going like an NFL football game. One mm. person is for the people who are there in the stands, you know, at the game. And then there's a whole nother version for the people who are watching it at home, which, you know, again, that's going to take some logistics and yeah. to pull that off. And budget. Yeah, and budget, <laughs> and budget, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Tracy, thank you. Thank you so much for all those phenomenal insights and tips. And and folks, this is, this is live. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, no worries, no worries. Um, and uh, yes, every I we got great comments here. Thank you. People are thanking you, and then uh, good points. Um, so thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you, Tracy, for bringing all kinds of marketing insights. Um, we certainly appreciate your time. Um, if you want to just kind of stay tuned there. Um, I just want to announce some upcoming events. Okay. So for those of you that are technology professionals out there, um, I do want to share with you the Association of Business Technology Professionals, uh, the association that I'm a board member with on Tuesday, May 25th at 6. Um, we will be hosting Bill Woodwich who will be talking about always forward, moving from fear to purpose-driven action in times of uncertainty. And uh, he's kind of built his career from scratch all the way to a million dollar um, company. So uh, you'll definitely want to join us for that. And you can register at www.abtpdfw.org. And then in two weeks, 
I want you all to join me and because uh, I'm going to have a very special guest that's going to talk all about podcasts and how to set up a podcast, what to talk about on a podcast, and the logistics and the equipment, and more importantly, the content that should go into a podcast. So if you've ever been interested in starting a podcast, make sure you tune in in two weeks on, um, let me make sure I get that date right, on May 13th. Her name is Anna Xavier. She will be joining me on May 13th to talk about how to start a podcast. So make sure you tune in for that. And um, thank you. Thank you to everyone that joined. Thank you uh, to Chick, to Sarah, to Lisa, to Mark, to Mary. Thank you all for joining us. David, great questions. Um, thank you for joining us, everyone. It is such a pleasure to share with you all and, um, and to interact with you all every every two weeks. So I'll just bring on Tracy to say goodbye to everyone. Uh, there is some crackling, Tracy, so I might have to mute you. I hope okay. that's okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, but uh, you can wave to the audience. And uh, thank you, thank you, Tracy. Thank you for all your help and insights. And thank you to you all in the audience. And uh, continue to shine your light continue to share your gifts and share your talents and your message through video. Thank you everyone for tuning in this week and I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>